Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Hey, you're back here with the Power Hour, and it is January 8th, 2015. Another year. Uh, we we have the national championship coming up on Monday. Semifinals were not really what anybody expected. Turnover bug bit both Alabama and Florida State hard um, as they both fell to Ohio State and Oregon, who we will see in the national championship. Uh, as always, Eric, how you doing, brother? I'm uh, I'm trying to stay warm, staying. It's uh... God. It is the Arctic cold. The Arctic freeze has come in, and uh, it's freezing my mind right now. I can't believe what happened in those semifinal games. Contrary to, uh, you know, what we kind of thought was going to happen, obviously. Well, and I, I think it's, you know, you could you could sit here and everyone has their own opinion, but really when you watch the games, I mean, obviously the first game we got to see was Oregon and Florida State. Florida State put up nearly 600 yards of offense and only scored X amount of points. Therefore, clearly something went wrong, and that was the turnovers. I mean, you really saw it in the second half. Really, in the first half, let's start there, I guess. In the first half, Florida State had a couple drives inside the 10, only walked away with three points. Then they had... Jameis Winston touchdown that rightfully got turned over. He he was out. He didn't get in by a couple of inches, but he didn't get in. Then right. Nick O'Leary, a pass interference call that was obvious, didn't get called. I mean, there were a few things that happened in the first half. The missed field goal from 54 yards. Um, but going into the half, Oregon's up by five. Florida right. State gets the ball to start the second half. They're driving. Oregon cannot stop Florida State. And then the true freshman, Dalvin Cook, fumbles or gets stripped, comes loose. But, I mean, really, and this this is a discussion I had with somebody the other day because, you know, they were like, well, I don't want to call that a fumble. Well, yeah, he didn't just drop the ball. But something that an older, more veteran quarterback, and especially at the next level, learns to do when they're in traffic is put two hands on the ball because there's always somebody swinging to punch the ball out especially at the next level. I mean, those guys know that if there are people around, you better hold that ball tight. And he thought that no one was going to catch him, and somebody did. And somebody popped that ball out. But then he fumbled again. Two two fumbles by two freshmen. You had two freshman receivers dropping balls. One turned into an interception. I mean, really, it just kind of imploded on Florida State. Once those turnovers happened, it you know, there, there's nothing you could do there. but the score itself, I don't think, really told the story. I mean, do you agree with me there? Or do you think that Oregon just came out and just and just crushed Florida State? Well, I don't think the defense did uh, the offense much of a favor, especially in the second half. You know, obviously the offenses, um, 
you know, kind of carried them in the and in, in the first, you know, the last half of the year when they needed to to, to make scores to win games. The offense went down there and won games, and uh, you know, the, the offense. I mean, Dalvin Cook. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to sit on a true freshman and tell him that you know he might have been the turning point in the game. But I think those two consecutive fumbles. Uh, you know, oh, were momentum. I was glad that Florida State yeah. were successful. Yeah. I mean, they weren't being – that first drive in the second half, yeah. they literally were just every single play, downfield, yeah. downfield, downfield. Right. And you and you feel like those are just backbreakers. Those are killers because Oregon gets the ball, four-play score, three-play score, two-play score, four-play score. And next thing you know, the offense is back on the field with a little bit of a shaky, I mean, psyche because you turn the ball over a couple times. Sure. And the defense can't give them any time to go out there and kind of get their confidence back because the next thing you know, they have the ball back a minute. I mean, Oregon scored, I think, four times in a row in less than two minutes. And yeah. it was quick. And, and don't get me wrong, Oregon ran some really good plays. Uh, you know, they are an oh, offense that is designed to be very tricky. And oh. if you don't stay disciplined, you will be punished. And they punished Florida State at the end of the game. And, uh, you know, at the, at the end of the day, like you said, Florida State racked up the, the, the total yards, but that was between the 20s. When it came down to it and what was a deal breaker in the game were the early field goals they had to settle for, the fourth down stop at the, at the inch line where, when Oregon subsequently went the length of the field to get points. I, You know, it, it's tough to sit there and say that, that the final score, 59-20, um, it was a closer game, but at the end of the day, when you look at, when you watch the whole of the game, you think that, you know, Oregon deserved to win that game um, going away because their offense scored the points when they needed to and their defense created the turnovers when they needed to. And unfortunately, even the interception on Mariota for Florida State didn't turn into points. Um, you know, Oregon was opportunistic. Florida State, I think, kind of dropped the ball in that range. And you don't want. You hope that you don't. You don't find. You don't run into that buzzsaw in a game that really, really matters. But this was. This was the one game where they kind of ran into that. Everything kind of fell apart. The wheels kind of fell apart in the. You know, in the second half, and you got Herb Street on <laughs> Herb Street saying that Florida State quit. I don't think they quit. I just think that Oregon. Well, I, I um, think they played you know, defeated had, in, the, had in the fourth quarter. Well, but Oregon had length in the game where even if. Even if they scored, they'd have to get like five onside kicks to. Over, you can't get the, yeah, exactly. yeah, you can't give the ball back to Oregon because they're going to score. They just scored five straight times in in less than two minutes. So I think it was one of those where you, everybody knew the game was over, start fourth quarter, and it was all it was an avalanche. It was just everything went wrong. You know, the nuts, wheels, bolts, everything fell off the the wagon, and uh, you know there was not enough time to. You know, if that happened in the second quarter, maybe there's a chance for Florida State to come back and get in the game. But going into the fourth quarter, down, you know, down 27 points is is a, it's, it's it's tough. Well, and and, and you you said that uh, the defense didn't do the offense any favors. I'd like to argue the complete opposite of that, because really, when you when you look at it in the first half, the Florida State defense played great. I mean, Oregon. Oregon is a great offense. They're tricky. They're all this. They held them to less than less than twenty points there in the first half. They did a great job coming out in the second half. And and let's let's go ahead and say. I mean, like we already talked about, had the Florida State's offense been more efficient in the red zone, the defense would have gone into the half with the lead. 
Crowd. I mean, Florida State could have been up easily at halftime. Then they come out in the second half, and they're driving again. I mean, it's really the turnovers that, that did it. And when their offense turns the ball over that many times, that means your defense is just on the field that more, that much more. I mean, when your defense is constantly on the field, it's hard, especially against a pace like Oregon, to not be gassed and to not get gashed. And so really, in my mind, the offense didn't do the defense any favors by not allowing them a little bit of rest in between these drives. I mean, when the offense gets on the field and then fumbles it again, and then again, and then a drop into an interception, and the defense has been on the field for the past 10 minutes, it's hard to keep up with that pace. They need a breather in between those drives, and the offense did not help the defense, in my mind. But really, the backbreaker, no question, is the turnovers. I mean, you can't turn the ball over that many times against anybody. You could be playing Maryland, for God's sake, and turn the ball over five times and lose the game. Much less Oregon, a team that has an extremely good de- or extremely good offense, and is now well, obviously in the national championship. I mean, you cannot saw, afford. Yeah, we saw Florida State all year uh, be able to avoid the early turnovers um, because they were able to have a you know the offense was able to get them back in the game. Unfortunately, the turnover bug hit them later in the game. This you know, in the second Too late. Half. And against the Too team late. that you can't yeah, really do that against. Right, exactly. So, you know, it was just role reversal on this. I think, like I said, if Florida State overcame the turnover against Florida, they overcame turnovers against Boston College, against Louisville, against NC State, you know, they they, they made mental mistakes, but those were in the first half. They recovered and, and put the game away in the second half. Um, unfortunately, the other Oregon, way yeah, unfortunately, this was the other way around. Close game in the first half. Um, yeah, you could say either way, you know, Oregon, Oregon, Florida State both get stopped inside the 20 on fourth down in, in shorts and, and, and miss field goals. and But you go back and forth, but you, you can't have five turnovers in the second half, especially one that results directly in a, in a walk, you know, in a touchdown to the other team when Jameis Winston fumbles or throws the ball or something happens where the ball yeah, goes back. Well, I mean, and the, the lineman gets a Sunday hop. He got a Sunday yeah. hop. It literally, he's in full stride. The ball's like, oh, I'm in your tummy now. And when you just take me to the house. That's what happens when everyone around you is falling apart and it's fourth down and you have to make something happen because all right. year long the team has leaned on you to make something happen. I mean, that, that's, yes, that when you, know, when you walk out, you're like, oh, my God, what's he doing? But he's trying to do anything he can. He's trying to extend the play, which he did for quite some time before just handing it over to Oregon. But, I mean, you you can't fault the guy for watching his true freshman that, you know, he's watched grow and fall and rise and fall all year long because that's what true freshmen do. They have, you know, they have bright spots and then they have dark spots all year long. That's, That's just how it goes when you're young. And he's seen that in them. So, you know, he was just fighting for something to happen there on fourth down made another big mistake, gave Oregon the touchdown. But the thing that really became clear to me, and it's something I don't think we really heard that much during the game, is just the difference in age and experience with these two teams. I mean, you saw the Oregon, you saw the Oregon team that was more experienced, that had the the fifth-year junior, you know, you you have all these guys, the, the seniors on the offensive line, 
you, you saw the difference in experience because when you look over at Florida State, all of the skilled players out there, especially the ones that were making all the mistakes, and you can even include Jameis Winston in it, who's only a redshirt sophomore. I mean, you had true freshmen, Dalvin Cook, two fumbles. Travis Lane and, and – or Ermin Lane and Travis Rudolph, two true freshmen wide receivers making tons of mistakes, drop balls. I mean, you have to – if you're a Florida State fan out there, obviously you're devastated because you wanted to win this game. You wanted to move on to the national championship. But you have to at least accept the fact that, you know what, all the, most of those mistakes were from young kids with bright futures. I mean, we've seen what guys like Dalvin Cook can do all year long. Yes, he had he had a, a game that he is not happy with. You know, he's still thinking about it. He'll be thinking about it until next year. But you have to at least be happy with, you know, the guys that were making those those mistakes. This is their first year of football ever. Let it go. Move on to next year. Build on what you're going to, you know, what you're going to need to have to be successful in the future. I mean, that's that's really all you can do. You can't harp on a on a tough loss against a good Oregon team where really, had you been more efficient, had you been better, you could have won the game. I mean, it, it would have been a different game had Florida, Florida State not really imploded on themselves, but they did. And so there, there are no excuses. Right. You, you weren't efficient enough. You imploded. You turned the ball over five times. You can't beat anybody doing that. No, you can't, be top, you can't beat top ten teams turning the ball over five times. You can beat unranked teams possibly. But, you know, at the end of the day, when, when, when people – I mean, five times yeah. is a lot. Five times I mean, yeah, you can turn the ball over three times, but five turnovers to, and still win is tough against anybody. And, and, and I, think, um, I think Oregon turned, turned every one of those turnovers and points except for maybe the last, the last one. And as a Florida State fan, you, you have to sit back and think, look, we, we almost hit 30 wins in a row. That's a lot. I mean, that's only happened, you know, five other times in history. So, uh, you know, there, it's a tough thing to lose when you haven't lost in a long time. And to lose that way, because at some points it can be kind of embarrassing to lose by by almost 40 points. But at the same time, like you said, the game could have been closer. It just kind of snowballed out of out of out of you know their hand at the end of the game. Well, in the late third quarter, early fourth quarter. But you still have to be happy at where you were because three or four years ago, you weren't in the national spotlight like you are now. And, yeah, and it, you have to feel happy. You got your, you know, you're up there with Alabama in terms in terms of top recruiting class coming in. You have true freshmen that were standouts this year that are coming back to play at least two more seasons. Uh, you know, you have people that want to transfer in and play, you know, and play quarterback for you. You have yeah. you have the, uh, you know, you're back in the in the top national prominence where Bobby Bowden had you 10, 15, 20 years ago. So. Um, at the end of the day, you have to you have to think. Look, we I know we lost, but we still won because we were there. We were one of the top four teams. We got all the national pub. We're gonna still gonna get the top recruits. We're still gonna have Jimbo Fisher. He's not leaving. He's gonna be there for a long time. Uh, you know. So I think, you know, even though it's a loss and it's a big loss and it and it can be somewhat embarrassing, you'll take from this and say, look, we won a national championship last year. Not every team gets to win national championships back-to-back. It rarely happens. I know Alabama did it. Nebraska did it in the 90s. Oklahoma's done it. It, it, just, it just doesn't happen every year. And you know what? You still have a chance to win it next year. Who decides that all that talent coming back, minus Jameis Winston because he's gone pro, 
doesn't have a chance to win it, especially with with the running backs and the wide receivers that are, are they still can be outstanding talents. And the defense oh. is young as well. The defensive secondary is going to be strong. There was a senior, senior, single senior on the defense. Well, let, let me let me ask you this. Let me get your opinion here because I, I had this discussion with somebody the other day as well. Um, you know, you keep you keep throwing the word out there, embarrassing. I don't I don't really get that sense from any Florida State fan. Now, is it something that they wanted to happen? Obviously not. They wanted to win, but really, when I when I talk to a lot of Florida State fans, it's almost a collective sigh of relief because. As a fan and as a media member covering Florida State, it's a lot. There's a lot of pressure on 29 and 0. Right. Trying to well, make it 30 and 0. I can only imagine the pressure being a player right. and having to win 30 in a row. So for these, uh, we're, we've just went through talking about how young this team is and how all these players are coming back. Can it be a good thing? Because you look at Oregon, you look at Alabama, you look at Ohio State. They all had that extra little thing in the back of their head because they had lost this year that they don't want to have that feeling again. A lot of these kids on this Florida State team had never had that feeling until now. It's almost a positive thing moving forward. I think the embarrassing part is, um, you know, the score, the game getting away with the turnovers in the national spotlight. I mean, if you were on Facebook or Twitter or seeing all the memes, the memes or whatever the hell they call them, um, you know, an hour or two after the game and just watching them scroll. I mean, it was, you know, everybody loves to hate Florida State lately. And, of course, you know, there was everything oh, in their brother out there. And, and that and that's just kind of, that's just kind of, it's frustrating, I guess. It's embarrassing to have to, to say that's part of our university. Look, two guys blocking each other, that's, that's supposed to be the Florida Gators. But that happened for Florida State. I mean, these are the kind of things when you lose a game, everybody likes to nitpick at the little things. Because you hadn't done, they hadn't done it in 30 games. Um, but for the players on the other side, on the personnel side, on the on the student athlete side, it's good for them to taste defeat every once in a while, so that they're humbled by that and they know, um, you know, they can they cherish the win. Right, exactly, and and that'll make them stronger, and it'll make them stronger for player for themselves down down the line as um, professional athletes or professional you know, people in the, in, uh, you know, in the workforce, whatever they go to do beyond, beyond the college gridiron. So I think it's, you know, it, it, it's a good and a bad thing. Obviously you want to win national championships, Dustin. You don't want to go out there and lose, yeah, no, lose, mean, lose the most important game. But, but take I, the positives I, from I, it. I agree. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. I, I just wanted to throw that out because, I mean, I've talked to numerous Florida State fans and I don't get that feeling of embarrassment. It's It's almost like, well, and, you oh know, real, real fans, never real fans aren't going to be embarrassed. Yeah, well, and, and that's and that's the thing because it's just I can only imagine the pressure as a player having to win every single time you step on the field. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of players, a lot of teams, and a lot of players feel that way. But when you've won twenty nine in a row and you've won in the fashion that Florida State has won. I mean, I have to imagine that the pressure is just so much, especially for these young kids, and well, it really when you, showed. When your last, when your last five or six games, you average winning by like four or five points a game. I mean, the stress and pressure is on there because you keep squeaking them out, and yeah. uh, you know the bubble finally burst. But the game, the team will be stronger next year. You know, the real surprise. I don't know if that that was a surprise, but I think the real surprise was the fact that Ohio State, Dustin, 
comes in and literally thrashes Alabama up and down the field. And I'm not saying Alabama should probably should have won that game, shot themselves in the foot, but Ohio State, I mean, they didn't, they didn't, um, you know, get the game handed to them. They went out and with a third string quarterback and uh, and played pretty good football. No, and, and and that's the thing, and I, you know, I, I mentioned it opening the show that again turnovers came to hurt the team that you know that ended up losing Alabama. Like you said, they shot themselves in the foot a few times, and you don't, you didn't really, uh, you didn't, I didn't expect it. I mean, we we sat here last week on the show or a couple weeks ago on the show, um, previewing uh, the semifinal games, and we both kind of laughed off the possibility of Ohio State winning that football game. So I'm going to go ahead and admit I was wrong. Now, like I said, Alabama still shot themselves in the foot. I think they could have won that game, just like I think Florida State could have won against Oregon had they not completely imploded. But they didn't, and they didn't. And Ohio State won. Um, I think that really the first – the first play that really hit me when I was watching um, when I was watching that Ohio State Alabama game where I was like, all right, this is this is interesting was when Ezekiel Elliott, Ohio State's running back, um, I believe it was a sweet play, took it yeah. to the right side of the field and it looked like he was just gonna be pushed out of bounds pretty much and he hopped the Alabama defender and took it an extra thirty five yards inside the ten. I was like, All right, <laughs> That's that's a beautiful that's a beautiful run right there, and if you're going to be doing that today against Alabama, you have a chance. Right. And then Ohio State ended up winning the game, and I mean that was early on. That was in the first quarter, I believe. But that was just really that first moment when I was like, all right, this is more interesting than I thought it was going to be. And you know, Cardinal Jones stepped up and, and did a great job. You're talking about a third string quarterback. I mean that that's really that was really the focus when we were previewing this game was how could they possibly with a third string quarterback come in and do anything against this Alabama defense. Right. But they did. They ran it well. They executed their plays. You know, they got extra yards, yaps after the catch. I mean, all these things just really went well for Ohio State and Alabama did not perform as clean. I mean, they they, they turned the ball over. They did these things, and, and you have to be Lane, extremely Lane impressed. Kiffin killed him. Lane Kiffin killed him. I, I thought Lane. his play calling was absolutely terrible. Yeah, uh, no, it, it, I, I thought the best part is did you see after the game when um or during Urban Meyer's post game press conference and they told him that um they'd be playing Oregon. Oregon won by thirty or forty or whatever, and he was yeah. kind of he was shocked. Yeah, he he goes all right. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a great great expression. It was just kind of like, wow, yeah. that's yeah. interesting. So, um, but yeah, I mean, just you know, what a win by Ohio State. I I did not see that coming. I was one hundred percent wrong because I literally laughed off the possibility that Alabama and, and was, I did was, too. Was I did game. too. You know, and really the reason why Dustin is because I thought Nick Saban would come out with a better game plan. to pound Ohio State. And they came out and they threw the ball a lot. And um, late in the game, they're down six. That's your boy. That's your boy Lane. 
dude, they late late in the game, they're down six. Ohio State punts, and the punt is like shank. It hits and comes backwards, like 15 yards backwards, and Alabama gets it at like the 21-yard line. And Alabama, always known as pound and ground, you know, Nick Saban is, he has a two-headed running back. He runs the ball. He loves to run the ball. He has a huge running back in Derrick Henry. The guy was the guy was unstoppable. DJ Elden's not bad either. No. And the next thing you know, they run some weird sprint out play to the right, and Blake Sims throws off his back foot, and it's picked off on the first play. They don't even try to run the ball in, and they could have went and took took the lead. And you think there, if they take the lead, out, you know, Nick Saban's teams wins when they take the lead. And that was it. You know, next thing you know, Ezekiel Elliott runs for 85 yards off right end, and uh, the game's put away. Um, you know, the good thing is, is that we saw a game that went down to the last play. You know, obviously the, um, the Hail Mary at the end. So we got to see one game that goes down to the last play. The real question is, is how do you see this championship play out with a surprising team we didn't think was going to be in there, an Oregon team that really impressed us on the offensive side of the ball, but was still kind of had some gaping holes between the 20s and gave up 600-plus yards of Florida State. Ohio State is capable of putting up 600 yards. Can Ohio well, State win this game? I think Ohio State can win this game. I mean, I... Is it the Urban Meyer effect like, that makes them win this game? I just think it's, it's the athletes that they have, really. I mean, it's... They have they have the ability to if they have the ability to score and be as successful as they were on offense against Alabama, they have the ability to do it against Oregon because let's let's be honest, Oregon's defense is not that great. I mean Florida State could have easily put up fifty points against the Oregon defense had they executed some of their opportunities inside the red zone and not turned the ball over. I mean, they were on their way to at least that many points. They scored 20 and turned the ball over five times. Right. So, so is it safe to say that the turnover battle is the key to this game then? Oh, well, I mean, no, I mean that's that's been proven in in both games so far. Yes. I mean, Alabama, like like we just pointed out, they're crucial turnovers. Uh-huh. Florida State, I mean, you can count the amount of turnovers on a full hand. Right. You know, I mean, use every finger from thumb to the pinky. And so, yeah, I mean, if you're going to turn the ball over against either one of these teams, any four of these teams, really, it's it's not a good it's not a good thing. But obviously, with Ohio State and Oregon, when you think of what they do, you think that they are both explosive on the offensive side. The difference is I like Ohio State's front four. I think yeah. that they that they can get pushed, that they can disrupt what Oregon does. Because really, when you think of it's when I think back to the first half of the Florida State and an Oregon game, I mean Mariota did not look that great, in my opinion, in that game overall. I mean he 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 did well enough. He got the ball behind the line of scrimmage to playmakers. They made plays, so on and so forth. But he was missing some some open receivers yeah, early on right. with pressure in the space in. Ohio State, with that front four, some NFL prospects up there are very capable of getting pressure up front in Mariota's face. And I think if they do that, they can actually disrupt some of what Oregon does. Sure. I agree. And, you know, I had I had Oregon at the beginning of the year, so I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to lean towards them at the end of the year. I think the national stage in Jerry's world, obviously we keep harping on this guy as a third-string quarterback. 
but he's a he's got a, a cannon of an arm, and he's and he's shown oh, it. he's got some deep threats. I'd like to see this game go back and forth. I mean, I'll, obviously, every game you'd like to see be whoever has the ball at the end of the game wins. I mean, obviously, we saw that pretty much with with last year's game in uh, in Florida State Auburn. Florida State goes down and wins the game with you know with with a handful yeah, of seconds those, left. Those are hard games to match. I mean, those are the kind of games you want to see. Those games, and then USC. Right. And that, but that's what, but that's like, what we got ourselves here. You know, like that's why we had the playoff to get ourselves with two teams that are evenly matched. Up. You know, it's not going to be a blowout. So I don't, I can't see this game being a blowout. I want it to be close. I want it to be within a touchdown game. Um, it sounds like you might be leaning Ohio State's way. Is that is that the feeling I'm getting? Um, uh, I mean, I I, I will t- I'm I'm leaning that way mainly because I'm shocked to beat Alabama. Yeah. And two because I think that again, their defense is is more capable than Oregon's. I, I just I feel that way. I, I don't think Oregon's defense is bad by any means, but I like Ohio State up front. I like their D line. I like the front four there. I think they get good pressure. When you get pressure against the Oregon team, that what they do, it's a scheme. The Oregon isn't – they're not going to line up and try to beat you. They're never going to do that. They can't do that. They they can't out-athlete Alabama or Ohio State. or They have to scheme. Schematically, they're going to beat you. They're going to go up-tempo. They're going to do all these things. So can Ohio State – Battle that is the question. Can they get pressure up front to disrupt those those things and slow those things down? That's something that I think that they might be able to do. So, yeah, I might be leaning towards Ohio State. Interesting, interesting. I um, I think I was just so surprised with the final score, the, the Oregon-Florida State game. But like you said, it was kind of deceptive. I think everybody – that's why Oregon was, you know, is so highly favored in this game, um, you know, inside on the turf. You gotta like the speed, but Florida. But I don't know. I, I just Ohio State's win over Alabama is kind of deceptive because how bad the SEC West was in the bowl games was the SEC well, West the SEC really that strong? Yeah, you know the SEC East won every bowl game. The SEC yeah, West was I, I guess when you're talking and just you, bowl and, games, and you, and you and you and you look at it and you think, all right, I just that just doesn't make any sense because the SEC West was so good this past year. Now, yeah. obviously, TCU. Well, that's what everyone was telling them. Yeah. I'm just never right. convinced. You heard me all year saying that Ole Miss was trash, yeah. Mississippi State trash. I said all year that those teams were not very good. But that's why I'm thinking: Is Alabama really that good? And is Ohio State going to come and run into a buzzsaw with Oregon? Yeah, I think so. I think Oregon wins this game. They get their first national championship, Dustin. They, um, you know, they're going to wear gray jerseys because they don't want to be flashy when they win their first one. Um, I like that. I like I like Tim and Jerry's world. I think it might be the perfect ending to the first year of the playoffs. Hopefully a late score or late heroics from one, you know, from either the offensive defense of Oregon. Um, and we'll be talking about this game for a long time. All right. Well, I, I, it, it, sound, it sounds crazy, obviously. And I mean, but Shocking that I get paid to have thoughts on college football, but I um watching the the Florida State Oregon game, I wasn't impressed with Oregon. I was extremely, you know, 
I was I was not impressed with Florida State uh, and the way they played and the way they imploded the way they turned the ball over. They handed Oregon those opportunities. In the first half, Oregon wasn't extremely impressed with me. The second half, after Florida State bent over and just handed them the game, Oregon took it. So if, if that's impressive, that's fine. But to me, it, I wasn't extremely impressed. They got handed the game by Florida State, a young Florida State team that really just messed up. I was more impressed with Ohio State, who came out and they beat a team in Alabama who, yes, the SC West may not be what everyone thought it was and and this and that, but it's still an Alabama Nick Saban run team, a team that you expect to come out prepared. They're physical, they're big, they're athletic, and Ohio State beat them. So I'm more I'm more impressed with Ohio State. I think that they could come out there. They're going to run. It's going to be like a spread versus spread, a little option versus option action. And I think that Ohio State could pull it out against Oregon in Jerry's world. And Urban Meyer, as much as I despise the guy, <laughs> can get himself another national championship, this time in Ohio State. Um, so I'm picking the Buckeyes to win that one. Uh, but I think should we should we discuss this to everyone else's just for a couple minutes? I mean, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, Jameis Winston headed to the NFL, made the decision for a while. Uh, the rumors going around Tallahassee, at least, were that he wanted to stay, but everyone else um, was really trying to talk him into leaving, and that we, you know, it's probably the best if we move on, go to the NFL. Where do you think this guy ends up? Well, obviously, the you know everybody down here in Tampa is uh, is hoping he he lands with the Buccaneers at the first pick, and you know I'm sure if he comes out and he has some good uh, you know good good numbers at the combine, um, and then he presses them um, you know in in their interviews, I think I think he lands there, uh, Dustin, because they need a quarterback bad. They've got a lot of pieces. They've got a great wide receiver in Mike Evans um, that he can throw to and. I think that would be a perfect fit for them if, if he can get if he can end up there, and uh, I know you'd probably be pretty happy about that as well. Well, why, why wouldn't they take Mark Marietta? He won the Rose Bowl. He won the Heisman. <laughs> well, obviously, you know, um, I, I think that Mariota is, is definitely a system quarterback. Uh, we saw him make miss easy passes in in, in that uh, Rose Bowl game, and I don't know if his arm strength is there either to throw the ball down the field. I think he's uh I think he's a 25 yard and under type type of guy, but I don't know if he has the arm strength to be a guy that's accurate down the field. Well, and uh, I mean, obviously, you know, I agree. I just wanted to hear it from from your your mouth, but I yeah, I mean, really, when you when you think of the talent coming out this year. Obviously, Jameis Winston has had off-the-field issues that people have to consider and this and that. And, I, you know, I understand that they're going to have people look into it. They're going to have all that. I don't think they'll have they'll come up with anything. They won't have any problems. They're going to love this kid in the meeting room, the film room, the locker room, all of that. And when you look at the talent, especially a quarterback coming out, Jameis Winston is easily the most NFL-ready quarterback. He's a guy that you've seen all year long. And, I mean, let's look at this year in particular, a year that they didn't win the national championship and that he didn't win the Heisman Trophy. The guy played with true freshmen around him all year long that made a lot of mistakes, that didn't break off the right routes, leading to interception, this and that. He had to will this team's victory numerous times, and that's what a team like Tampa Bay is going to need next year. 
Mm-hmm. They're going to need somebody to step in that is going to find ways to win. And that that's really what anybody at the top of the draft needs because that's why they're there, because they're not very right. good. So they need somebody that can will teams to, to victory. And also, Jameis has proven, like you just said, Marks Mariota missed some open receivers. Jameis has proven to throw balls in the tightest of windows. He's done that for two years now. And I think when and when NFL scouts and NFL teams are watching film, they're nothing but impressed. And I, I, you're right. I hope he ends up in Tampa Bay. I'm glad that that's what the chatter is down there. Um, I, you know, obviously I don't live in Tampa, so I don't know what it sounds like down there. But I'd like to think, I'd like to think that people down there, is, is that really the feel? Do they want Winston over Mariota? Uh, you know, that's you know, there's. There's obviously uh, some talk about it. I mean, it's um, you know you read it in the in the sports page after the game. You know, once he went or after his decision, once once he said he was going to go pro, that you know there's speculation that that he's the number one pick. But you know, I don't always listen to what Mel Kiper and uh, Todd McGay have to say. So uh, you know, obviously, you know it's a different story there. Um, you know, the Buccaneers are going to make their decision. They're going to they're going to they're going to do the right thing. Um, for the organization and what they feel is right, but I think they obviously know they need a quarterback um, at some point, and uh, you know, obviously they don't need to put Jameis Winston in to start right away if if they don't feel like it. But they think that you know, if they think that he can do it, they will they will put him in there so and, and make the so, selection. So do you think that Jameis Jameis, if he does get drafted by the Bucks, could beat up Mike Glennon for the starting position? Well, you know, you have that. You have um, McCown. McCown is the um, is you know. Has been was the sign for the two year deal, so he'll still have one year deal, one year left on his deal, and uh, I think that he'll probably get the start. I, I think they'll probably cut Glenn <laughs> if, I, if I was them. They'll cut the old. They'll cut the old story. I still don't understand why they ever did that to that guy. I mean, but it, it would it would just it would just be uh, you know it, it would be amazing because. I, I would love to see that kid in Tampa. Tampa Bay needs it. You know, I'm, I'm a lifelong Bucks fan. I want a quarterback that can come in that knows what's going on in the film room, that players love to be around and love to play for and find ways to win. And I, I think that besides all the off-the-field things and whatever personal feelings you may have for or against Jameis Winston, he's proven to be that on the football field. So we'll see, but um, definitely exciting times. National championship on Monday. You have Oregon. I have Ohio State. Can't wait to see it. Um, hopefully, it's not as sloppy as the first two games turned out to be. Um, and obviously, the Florida State turned out to be a lot sloppier. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I like my sloppy Joe sloppy, extra sloppy. So we'll. Uh, We'll see you guys next time. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.